It draws them back like lovesick, lost lovers. It draws them back to you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you for what you're going to do here this morning. It's mighty. It's mighty. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, church. Uh, Pastor Caden's not here, and he's not here because he's celebrating his 38th wedding anniversary. So, so I'll be sharing the word this morning, and and, uh, and I feel God doing something. I feel God is moving. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I, yeah, I, it, I just feel it. I can taste it, you know, almost. It's like all my senses tell me that something's on the horizon. Like a prophet, like the prophet Elijah, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I keep saying it everywhere I go. You know, everywhere I go. I, t- I was in a meeting not long ago. I started talking about revival. I started talking about fire. I, I just started talking about God. I said, look, I, I saw this in the spirit. This has been prophesied. I, I believe that, yeah, that revival is coming. And I began to point to revival. And, and, and the people in the room, they got uncomfortable because a lot of them were preachers and stuff, you know. And so it got them uncomfortable. A lot of them were pastors and, and ministers of the gospel. And, and I began to talk about a revival. And I'm not talking about a revival. Like, like, I'm not a rational revival. I'm not talking about something like where you can put your finger on it and you can say, oh, well, let's just, let's just, let's just talk it down a bit. Let's just bring it down to where we are. Because, you know, God made, He's probably not moving that way anymore. But Joel 2 28 says, in that day, I shall pour out my spirit on all flesh. He said, I'm going to pour out my spirit. And I've not seen that yet, church. I've not seen it like I've heard it from my grandma and my grandpa. They talked about a day when God touched the earth. I heard of men. I've heard of men of renown who would walk into a town like Oberlin and they would walk in and the factories would shut down and the stores would shut down and things would shut down and people would hit their knees and they'd say, I feel the glory. I feel the Shekinah of the Most High God. And they would there give their lives to the Lord. I've not seen it yet. I've not seen it yet, but I feel it and I can see it in the spirit. Like the prophet Elijah, I see something on the horizon. I don't, it's not here yet, but I can see it. I can see it. You know, I got this stare that I get into every once in a while. I begin to see things in the spirit. Ah, I mean, my eyes are open, but I'm not looking at what you think I'm looking at. I'm seeing something that's, not, that's out there on the horizon. It's not here yet. The prophet said, it's not here yet. It's not here yet, Ahab. But it's coming. It's coming because I can see it. I can feel it. I can taste it. The, the air is humid. Ah, it's getting ready to rain. The prophet said, it's getting ready to rain down here. And as I sat in that room, as I sat in that room with all those preachers and, and prophets, and you know, I said, I... I'm looking for revival. I want real revival. I'm not looking for no false stuff. I'm not looking for some man-made stuff. I'm talking about the real deal. I'm talking about shutting down hospitals. I mean stuff that's sovereign that you look at it and say, that can't be man. That can't be man. Man wouldn't do it like that. Man wouldn't call Troy to preach the gospel. Man wouldn't call Roger to preach the gospel. Chris, he wouldn't call you, but he has. He's called us all. I'm talking about a nameless, faceless gospel that awakens the world to His light and glory. 
So I'm in this room and I'm talking about it. And all of a sudden they start rationalizing things and breaking it down and telling me why. Well, maybe, maybe it's our fault that we're, maybe it is, I don't know, but I just can't stop looking for it. I feel like the lovesick lover in Song of Solomon. I feel like the lovesick lover. I keep telling me, don't look for him. He's not here. But I, that, that night I got out of my bed and I sought the one I love. And I will not stop seeking the one I love. I will not. You can't quench my fire. You can't put it in. You can't take it and put it under a bowl and make me stop talking about it. Because I want to see the revival fire of the, of the Lord of glory touch this region in a sovereign way. I won't stop talking about it. You can't make me. You can't put enough. You can't put a muzzle on my mouth strong enough to make me stop talking about it. So what we need is fire to touch the earth. We're not filled with the zeal of the Lord yet. You walk into a service and we get comfy. Watching TV the other day, these people were sitting in seats that reclined as they listened to the gospel. Who can sit in a seat that reclined? These seats are too comfortable for us. Yeah, I got something on me. And I'm just done, guys. Church, listen to me. Family, I'm done. I'm done. I'm like Isaiah. I saw the train of his robe fill the, the temple. I, I seen it fill. And I, I just can't say I'm not satisfied with anything less than the real thing. Cynthia, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. Hallelujah. Say, why is there no revival in the church? How come? How come our children? How come our children think this stuff is boring? <laughs> Well, maybe it's because maybe maybe it's because we lied. So for up to this point, we've rationalized it. We said, "Well, maybe that God's just not doing that right now." See, we live between Pentecost and Tabernacles, the feasts of the Lord, and and I'm just not satisfied with that because He said, "In the last day, I will pour." He said, "In that." out my spirit I just Tom I haven't seen it that way yet and I saw it though I saw it I see see glimpses of it I saw it on Friday night I saw it on the faces of kids and then hope came fire fell down tears fell down their face they said I want that fire I don't want no false fire don't give me Nadab and Abihu's profane stuff I need the real deal Come here, come here, tell them what you saw. This, this is Jeff, if you don't know him. His name is Jeff. He's got an amazing testimony. But Jeff, I just want you to share. Now he, this is what he told me the other day. He said, look, he said, Troy, God, it took the devil five years to destroy my life. He said, it took the devil five years to destroy my entire life. Almost killed me. Love it. He said, then he looked at me, he said, but it took Jesus one moment. Just tell him what you saw. Just tell him what you saw. A few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I'm in my, in my bedroom praying. And I saw this revival. 
And I saw it here. And it wasn't a revival for the edification of the saints. It was a revival for the restoration of the lost and the unsaved. And I was like standing in that back corner looking this way as you're looking at me. And I just seen a sea of people down here. Just a sea of people with their hands stretched out in complete, and just complete giving themselves to God. And the sea of people here was the lost and the unsaved. Behind this sea of people were you guys, the saints. And you're standing behind them, and you as well got your hands raised to God. God's pouring out His Spirit and His love upon the lost and the unsaved. And it's as if that same Spirit is being poured out upon us as well as the saints. And it was unity. It was unity. And it was as if these, this wasn't like an altar call of let's pray for the people getting saved. It wasn't like that at all. It was a unity of these are joining the kingdom. They're joining the kingdom in unity. And that's what I saw. Amen. Amen. Prophet Ezekiel said, I'm going to take the stick of Ephraim, and I'm going to take the stick of Judah in that day, and I'm going to make that stick one stick. I'm going to make that stick once. He said, I'm going to take this stick. And I'm going to take this generation. I'm going to take this generation. And I'm going to make them one. He's going to make them one. I'm going to take the latter rain. And I'm going to take the former rain. I'm going to take both of those. And I'm going to make it one. And it's all going to hit the earth. He didn't didn't even know what God had showed me this morning. What He showed me like four days ago. Two, two, I don't know how many days ago. I've I've been hitting it pretty hard lately. So let me read you. Let me just show you what what God's doing here. Leviticus 6, 8 through 13. Let's read. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, You're going to have to come with me. You're going to have to follow me. Command Aaron and his son saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering shall be on the earth upon the altar all night until morning. And the fire of the altar shall be kept burning on it. And the priest shall put on his linen garment and his linen trousers he shall put on his body and take up the ashes of the burnt offering which the fire has consumed on the altar and he shall put them beside the altar. Then he shall take off his garments and put on the other garments and carry the ashes outside the camp to the clean place. And the fire on the, uh, the, listen, the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order on it. And he shall burn on it the fat of the peace offering. A fire shall always be kept burning on the altar. It shall never go out. He just keeps saying it and saying it. The prophet is saying, this fire has to continue to burn. It cannot go out. This light cannot go out. It just can't. You got to keep the fire burning. The fire cannot go out. And he's speaking to generations there. If you see how he opened, he said, you tell Aaron and his boys. You go tell Aaron and his sons that that this is for the generations to come. He's not just talking about right there. He said, you go tell Aaron. 
Aaron and his youngins that, that they have to keep fire on the altar. There must be fire on the altar where you put the sacrifice of God because sacrifices are bloody and they're messy and they're wet. And if, you do, if your fire's not hotter, if your fire's not more hot than the wetness of the sacrifice, then it will make your fire go out. Look, church, I don't know what you got. I don't know what you brought to the altar this morning. I don't know what's in your back pocket, what's on your heart, what's in your head. But if it's bigger than the fire that burns from inside of your belly, you need, you need some fire. You need, you need a divine spark this morning. We're going to help you get it. Go to Acts uh, 1, 4 through 8. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. It's coming. It's not many days from now, church. It's coming. I mean, it's coming. It's coming quick. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked them, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in His own authority. But you shall receive power. You shall receive power, church. You shall receive power. You shall receive power. You shall receive... Come on, say that. You shall... I shall receive power. I shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon me, and I shall be a witness to Him in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the other ends of the world to Jerusalem, to Judea, to Samaria and to the other ends of the world to Jerusalem, to Judea and Samaria and the other ends of the world you got it, yeah I'm crazy Jerusalem. Leave it up there, guys. Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Must be fire burning in Jerusalem. If you look up that word, it means this. It means a possession of peace. Or the foundation of peace. Foundation. The foundation. If we're going to start a fire, let me tell you what I saw the other day. My son was building something for my, my little girl in the backyard. A little house, which is not a house. Well, actually, it is a house. A real house. Because uh, Precious has a double portion of her nana. <laughs> and so, <laughs> see, you're laughing real hard because you know what I'm talking about. My little girl has a double portion of Pastor Tina. I mean, it's like, let's make this. We got to make this big, Daddy. Big. I need some plumbing, some electric. So we got grandpa over there building. We're just building stuff. I mean, we was barrahing for the Lord. And uh, so we were building. There was lots of scrap lumber. And lumber is dry. It's dry. It's, it's, you know, it, it's dry. It burned quick. And my son was there. Caleb, I don't know where he's at. Supposed to be in here. Where is that? I'm not going. So Caleb, I said, Caleb, you want to help? Your dad, go, go take this wood and burn it in the fire pit. Now, our fire pit's not that big, okay? Just, you know, about three feet in diameter. 
some pretty rocks, some pretty furniture around it. And I said, take that wagon, which is plastic, a little tykes wagon. wagon. <clears throat> I said, now take that wagon, fill it up with that wood, and take it over to the fire pit and burn it. And uh, so Caleb loaded it all up, right? <laughs> take loads of... Jesus, give my son some, some brains. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Every one of them. <laughs> And so my son takes it and he puts all the wood and he goes over there. I'm not paying attention. I'm, I'm busy. I got to build. I'm, I'm under. We're having a party in about six hours. All right. And the, and the house has to be complete. I'm not kidding. This is real. This happened. <clears throat> and Caleb takes all the wood over there and he starts a fire. First of all, he stops at the, in the garage and he picks up some tiki fuel. Tiki fuel. He picks up the tiki fuel with the dry wood and he walks over to the fire and he puts all of the fire, the, the wood in the, in the pit. And he just puts it all in there. Throws some tiki fuel on it. It was a full bottle of tiki fuel when I got there. <laughs> then he poof, and he just let it blaze, right? A couple pieces of wood laying beside him. I wasn't paying attention. I was building. And my, I look up, and my wife, I see, I see Beck. She's running across the yard. Ah! She's screaming. And I look over the fire about, about treetop high, blazing. Everything's on fire. Everything, the furniture, the, 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 the tiki, the, you know, the, the, the little wagon's on fire. Everything's burning. Everything's on fire. I run over there. I start grabbing furniture and throwing it out of the way. I, Becca's stomping on the wagon. She's getting the fire. I got to get rid of the fire. Jesus. And then, then the Lord began to talk. You're going to start a fire, Troy. Gotta start here. Gotta burn. It's gotta start right here in your house. It's gotta catch. It's gotta spread all over your yard. It's gotta get into the stuff that you don't want it to get into. It's gotta. It's gotta burn stuff up. It's gotta start on your children. If we're gonna start a fire in Jerusalem, it has to start in. If we're gonna start a fire, it has to start in Jerusalem, in the small place, in the house. It has to in Jerusalem, in in the small, in the at the foundation. It must start. And you know there are four, there are four components of a fire. Some of you know this, Jim. I, Jim, I know you know this. Yeah, because because you know who told me about this, Jim. It's your son. He said, you know, there's four components to a fire. And that was two years ago. I'm like, I don't... Great. Jake knows this. There's four components to a fire. And the first component is called tinder. Tinder. The thing about tinder is this. And this is critical when you're starting a fire. It, it must be dry. It has to be very small, and it must be very, very dry. It must be flammable. It can't have any moisture on it to start this fire. If this fire is going to start, it's God talking. He said, Troy, if this fire is going to start, it must start here at your house, with your children, and your wife. It, it, it has to start in our homes, that little place where we live, sleep, eat, must start there. See, tinder, it's the most critical part of the fire. It's the smallest part, but it's, it's the mo- You can't have fire without tinder. You, you just can't have it. You can't, you can't, you can't go and, and skip this, this step right here. You, you have to have tinder. It, it, and it must be dry. It can't have no moisture in it. It has to be dry. It has to be flammable before the Lord. And so, 
So the next stage of fire is Judea. See, Jerusalem was the center, was the foundation of God. The next place is Judea. And Judea actually means the gathering of the Jews. That's the church. In order for the fire to move beyond that, we must have fire in Judea. We have to add Judea. The gathering of the Jews, the believers of God. The next part is Judea. Judea. We need some kindling. See, this is called kindling. And see, and you got to put the kindling on there. You, you get all the kindling you can get. And, it, and once again, it's real critical at this stage of the fire that everything be dry. But this, this, see, this is, this is a critical point because at this point is where there's a transfer. See, there's a transfer that takes place in the, in, from the tender to the kindling. The, if, 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 the, if the fire is ever going to go from our homes, it, it ha, if it's ever going to get here in this room, ooh, if it's ever going to get in this room, if it's ever going to come here, you say, oh, I wonder why revival eludes the church. Because there's no fire in your tender place. There has to be fire in your Jerusalem. You got to come in this room with some fire. You, 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 we don't pay fire makers here. You don't give so that way we can make a fire every Sunday, Thursday, Wednesday. You, you, are, not, you are not the fire, fire uh, 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 producer. You don't just throw money at fire and say, blaze a fire, let me come get warmed by yours. But don't we do that? Oh, we walk in here. Now we walk in here. We, we, we'll, we'll treat them. So, that, so it goes from your tender. This is critical because it, it transfers the fire from the, from the home to the church. And now, 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 see, there was a small fire. There was a small fire then. And now it's getting bigger because we've all, we've not forsaken the gathering of the brethren. We've come together. Oh, you thought church was just to come in here and sing a few songs and be cute and then appease the consciousness of your soul. But no, no, no. What we're doing is building a fire this morning. We're building some fire. Woo, fire. And it has to be dry. It has to be dry. Look, church, if you're the church, if you're the church, if you're the church, you've you got to live a sanctified life. And this is where we get it mixed up, and I'm going to get to the other part in a second. But you've got to be sanctified. There can't be no moisture in you. You've got to get rid of sin. You've got to get rid of it. Woo! You've got to get rid of sin. And you know... You know when you don't have any sin in you. Because this is what happens. Listen to this. Listen. You see that? You see that? You hear that? You are broken before the Lord. You break easily. It don't, it, it don't take six songs to get you warmed up. It don't take you that long. It don't take you that long. You're easily broken before God. It, do, it don't take long. I'm flammable. Don't get too close. I'm that kind of fire that's in them butane lighters. You get close to me, I'll burn you. You won't even know it. That's what you got to be like. You put your finger in here, it's going to burn you. You got to be dry before the Lord. 
empty of all sin. No moisture can be found in you. You must be easily broken before the Lord. Now, this ain't for everybody. Not everybody's going to like this. Because fire hurts. Fire is painful. You ever been burned? I stuck my finger in a fire the other day. Hurt. Hurt for a while. Got blisters. But I learned. I learned it. Now here, now here, here's the critical part. They're all critical. I keep saying that. See what we try to do? We try to do what Nadab and Abihu and Simon did. You know, I give you a New Testament. Simon tried to do it. He said, give me some of that fire. How much I got to pay for that? I, where's that at? Give me some of that fire. How much, how much does that cost? Give me some of that fire. And so we go down to Walmart and we buy some Duraflame. We buy some false fire. We buy some common fire. We buy some man-made fire. We go down to Walmart, pick up some man-made stuff, bring it back, a whole bunch of it. It'll burn now. Burn it up. Woo! 20 minutes later, the fire's gone. It's false fire. Nadab and Abihu, Leviticus 10, I think. Right? Yes. They put profane fire in there. They, they went down to Walmart, bought some, bought some stuff. Their life didn't match what they was preaching. They didn't mean it. They didn't mean it. They had false fire. They was, they was in the pulpit on Sunday. And then they was in the bar on Friday. They didn't mean what they was preaching. They had common fire. That wasn't no smoking hot fire. That wasn't blue fire. That was fake fire. And fake fire makes people sick. The chemicals that roll off this stuff will make you sick. Makes the world sick. You got to get in the real fire. This is fake fire. This is common fire. This is profane before the Lord. There are no shortcuts to revival. There aren't any shortcuts. It has to start in Jerusalem. And then it must come to Judea. It must come to Judea. you got to bring that fire with you to this place. Because some people are going to come in here from Samaria. And Samaria is interesting too. Samaria. It's the first occupied capital of Israel. The first. Now they're moving out. Now they done left the building and they moved on into Illyria and Oberlin and Wellington. Woo! And down into, down into Amish country. They took this stuff into Samaria. And that represents your ministry. If you want your ministry to have fire. If you want your ministry to have fire. Say, I got a ministry. I got 12 of them. Bless God. But they don't have any fire. This is Samaria. Samaria, see Samaria. Now Samaria is cool. This is where this is where the action. Woo! Let's get it on. This is where the action happens. You see now in Samaria, in Samaria, something really, something really cool happens. The cool thing about Samaria is this wood don't have to be wet. It's good if it is. It'll burn if it is. But if that's crack-a-lacking, I said it. Shrek said it. No, Donkey said that. 
Some of you guys don't get that. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a mess. That's hot enough? If that's hot enough, this right here can be wet. Because the fire over there will drive the wet out of this. You can walk into Samaria. If you got fire coming out of your bones like Jeremiah, you can take that fire, walk into Samaria. You can walk into Burger King, McDonald's, Target. You can walk into your place of business and you can say, hey, I'm on fire. And that fire is going to get on this wood and pretty soon all of the wall, all of the moisture that's in here is going to see it. How many have ever seen it? All of the, It starts bubbling up. It starts bubbling up and fizzing out and all the moisture starts fizzing up. It's like incense to the Lord. It's like incense to the Lord. All of it. It starts evaporating. All of the, all of the sin, all of the sin that's in the wood starts evaporating and pretty soon Samaria starts getting sanctified but what we want to do is we want, we want to take Samaria when they walk through the doors and throw them in the fire and we burn them we burn them you got to be careful because fire will get on them you get around a fire you get around a fire and you stay there you get around a fire and you just hang out there. Pretty soon, all of the sin that's inside of you, you burn hot enough. You burn hot enough. Church, we start setting a fire in here. We start burning. We, we, you won't have to worry about sin in people's lives. <laughs> Marriage statistics will start coming down in the church. Abuse will start coming down in the church. People will start tithing again in the church. People will start giving their lives again to the church because all the sin is starting to run out of their lives because the heat that's on Judea, on the saints of God, is getting on them and it's drying them up. It's licking up sin. It's licking it all out. It's just get out of there. I see some of that in there and I get out of there. And that's why you got to stay on the altar. That's why, that's why Moses said to his son, to Aaron and his son, you have to keep this fire burning because if you don't keep this fire burning sin will get inside of you and it will eat you up that's why I like this part this is Samaria this is your ministry this is your bara. some of you here on Thursday heard that you got to bara make fire it's good this is your Samaria. I don't know what your Samaria is in the church, in, in, in Judea, you, you, but you've got to leave Judea with a mission. You've got to leave the house of God with a mission. You've got, you got to have a love center in your bosom. Huh? You've got to have a deliverance ministry in your bosom. You've got to have a music ministry coming out of the inside of you, burning up all the wetness around you. Mm. This is occupied territory. Now, we're, now the fire's getting bigger. Oh, Jesus, look here. Now we got us a big fire. We think it's big and then we settle, don't we? We're like, oh, that's good. That's big enough. I got a splinter. That's good. But that's big enough. That's big enough and then we settle. This is where. This is where we've missed it in the past. This is where Finney got it wrong and Wigglesworth got it wrong. They thought about only their generation. They didn't take the fire. They didn't take it and give it to you and me. Something happened. I was talking to my boy the other day. Something happened. 
Something, there was a generation that got greedy. There was a generation that got comfortable. They just settled for the fire that was there. They didn't think there was any more Samaria to occupy. So they sat on their laurels and they just waited and enjoyed the heat of the fire of God's holy presence. And they didn't think about, they didn't think about Aaron and his sons. They forgot about Aaron and his sons, his sons, sons. You got to create a fire. Got to stop. We got to stop running around looking for fake fire. Got to start a fire. Our ministry's got to be blazing hot. Got to be hot for the Lord. The fire's big now. Now we got momentum going because I can feel it. I went to Africa and I saw it, and I sat there and I saw seventy-five thousand gather. Hot, real revival, real revival. Lay down idols of rugby in their nation. I saw it with my own eyes. And I sat up there way at the top. And I heard the Lord say to me. I mean way up at the top. It was like God was saying. I'm going to get you so far up. I want you to see the panoramic view of everything. I want to give you the view. So you can see it all. Because like Abraham. I'm talking to you. Like I showed Abraham the stars. I'm talking to you. Because I know if you see it. You'll want it. I know if I can just get you pregnant enough with it. You'll deliver it. You'll deliver it. If I can just put it in your bosom. You'll bring it to the earth. If I can just let you see it, Troy. Oh, and they let me see it. I saw 75,000 lift their hands in a strange tongue of a nation I'm not familiar with. And they all began to raise their worship like incense to their God. And at that moment, I knew what God was doing. I began to weep and cry. I said, God, give it to America. Burn in America. Burn in America. And I won't be satisfied until fires begin to burn all around America. Young, young, young people come up to me and they said, Troy, I, I see a vision. I, this is what the Lord said. This is what He said to me. You passed it to me the other day. He said, look what God's saying. There's revival coming. It's coming. It's on you. And if you just rub up against one another, fire will come to this nation. I see it. I see it. It's not here yet, but I can smell it. I can taste it. I, I know it's not here, but, but, but it is here. I, 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 see the, uh, I see a cloud on the sky about the size of a man's hand. I feel it coming. I know it's on its way, church. And we can't be comfortable to sit here and not want it. We can't be comfortable with what we've got. This isn't enough. There's more. There's a bigger fire to burn. I don't know what fire that's coming off of me today, but I know tomorrow I want more on me. I want it to be white hot. I want fire coming out of my pores so it'll, drain, it'll just lick up all the sin in the world. I want to burn for the Lord. So I ask you, what do you see today, church? What is it that you see out there? When you close your eyes, what do you see? When you dream at night, what do you see? Uh, the other night I closed my eyes, I began to see. Uh, I saw my door close, and when I opened the door, there was water about knee high trying to get in. And then for a second it stayed there. And then all of a sudden I just let it in, and the flood's waters just began to fill up the house. Give us fire, Jesus. Give us fire, Jesus. Come play. Come play. 
Strum a guitar. This is what we need. Now that we got the fire in place, now that it's there, it's flammable, it's ready. Just give me an ignition source. Somebody just bring some fire. Fire is Jesus. Jesus, like Solomon's temple, we invite you. Send fire. Like Elijah, the prophets of Baal, send fire. Start this fire. Start this fire sovereignly. Let it burn by your spirit and not man's. Let it not be common. Let it not be something that's made of man. Start a fire in this room today. Start it. Start it now. If you want fire, lift your hands, church. If you want it, I want fire this morning, God. I want fire. I want the kind of fire that burns up nations. I want to see fire. I want to see fire from Texas to Minnesota. I want to see fire from from New Jersey to California. Send fire, God. Jesus, come now. Start a fire that burns perpetually. Send revival. Send revival. Revive America, oh God. Revive America, oh God. Come on, church. Revive America, oh God. Revive America. Oh God, send fire to all your preachers, to all your teachers, to all your evangelists. Send send fire to your apostles. Send fire. Send fire to your prophets. Send your fire, Jesus. Send your fire. Burn in this place, Jesus. Start in our homes. Burn a fire so fierce and so ferocious that it can't be denied by man. It can't be denied by man. Make it so hot that we can't deny it, Jesus. Matthew 3.11 says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Oh, baptize us with fire. Baptize us. Oh, baptize us, Jesus. Baptize us with fire. Jesus, baptize us with fire. morning set us on fire set us on fire start a fire this morning jesus pour out your spirit on all generations this morning don't let pride stand in your way jesus burn it up this morning burn it up this morning
Bruce is going to come and he's going to close us in prayer this morning. Everything you need is at this altar. If you've come through this door this morning, you're not born again, so I don't know. Our altar minister is going to meet you up here and they want to pray for you, but it's very simple. He said, he who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. His name is Jesus. If, you, if you've been wondering, his name is Jesus. And if you call upon the name of Jesus, you shall be saved. Don't you leave here without this fire. Hey, this morning, there's some, there's some family members in our church that need help desperately. They're in financial straits. If we were to tell you their names, you'd know who they were. They're in financial straits, and we want to take a benevolence offering on the way out. So if, if the, whatever the Lord lays on your hand, your heart to give, our, our ushers are going to meet you at the door. If you can just give 10, but we, we, we really want to meet the need of this family. Let's take care of our family, church. Live right, love everybody, pray hard. Let Jesus talk to you this week. Let him talk through you this week. God bless you. We'll see you on Thursday night.